This is RCCG Amazing Life Podcast. God bless you as you listen to this transforming message. Even when our back was against the wall and, and it looks as if it was all over, you made a way of escape. This morning, oh Lord, we remember all that you have done for us in the past. We remember the past deliverances. We remember the past provisions. We remember the past protections. We remember the past healings. And we are rest assured that you can do it again. And Lord, we will not give up on you. Glory be to your holy name. Let that person whose amen will be loud enough be the first to receive his or her breakthrough. Thank you, ancient of days. Glory and honor be unto your name. Because even before this service comes to an end this morning, let our song change to the song of victory and the song of laughter in the name of Jesus. Glory and honor be unto your name. In Jesus' most precious name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And just say to one or two persons and say, don't give up on God. Say it to one other person, say, don't give up on God. And then you may please be seated. God bless you. John 11, John 11, 20 to 44. John 11, I'll read from verse 20 to 44. Um, Technica, please, can you give me a little volume on this microphone? It's too early for me to stress myself. Can you give me a little volume on this microphone, Technica? John 11, thank you. John eleven twenty to 44. Thank you, technical. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou will ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus said unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? She said unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. And when she had so said, she went her way and called Mary her sister secretly, saying, The Master is come and calleth for thee. As soon as she heard, as soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came unto him. Now Jesus was not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha met him. The Jews then, which were with her in the house, and comforted her when they saw Mary, that she rose up hastily and went out, followed her, saying, She goeth 
unto the grave to weep there. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was, was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother had not died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled, and said, Where have ye laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then said the Jews, Behold how he loved him. And some of them said, Could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died? Jesus therefore again groaned in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he had been dead four days. Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people we stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he, had, and when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot, with grave clothes and his face was bound about with a napkin and Jesus said unto them lose him and let him go this morning everyone that is bound by one form of power or the other beyond the scene of the ordinary eyes you are coming out in the name of Jesus I want to speak to us because our time is fast spent briefly on the subject titled Don't Give Up on God. Tell your neighbor, Don't Give Up on God. Praise the Lord. Child of God, we are dealing this morning with a real issue. So many persons, including you, right here this morning may have one or two challenges you are going through. No doubt about that, because you are a human being. You have flesh and blood. And you say to me, Pastor, you may not understand the gravity of the kind of challenge I'm going through. Yes, it's true, I may not understand, but there is someone in heaven who understands. Praise the Lord. He said that when you go through the water, when you pass through the water, he will be there with you. Through the fire, it will not burn you. And the flames of the fire will not kindle you. Wherever you are, he is there with you. Child of God, I don't know the situation you are going through. It may even seem unbearable. You have shed tears in the secret. You have prayed and you have fasted and nothing seems to be happening. 
and you have concluded that God is no longer on the throne and he doesn't hear prayers, he doesn't answer prayers. This morning I want to come with a reassuring message to you this morning that you shouldn't give up on God. Tell your neighbor, don't give up on God. Tell the other neighbor, don't give up on God. Listen to me, it doesn't matter what you're going through, God still has ears to hear. If there is a man to pray, there is a God to answer. This morning, you have come here to pray, to meet with the one who has solution to all problems. And I believe God so much that you are going back different from the way you came. You are not going back with your problems. I don't care how long that problem has been in that position or has entangled you. But all I know this morning is that God is still on the throne. And it's going to answer you. If you believe that, let your amen be louder than that of your neighbor. Let your amen sound like a rekindled fire. Praise the Lord. As a human being, we are characterized with different challenges. No doubt about that. As our faces are different, so our needs and our challenges are different. If I call the 10 of you, if I just point out 10 of you here and tell you, tell me what your problems are, you will discover that the problem of the first person will be different from the problem of the second. The problem of the second will be different from that of the third and so on. And so sometimes what may be a challenge to the first person may not even be a problem or may not even be any issue at all to the 10th person. Am I talking? you will discover that all the ten persons that will tell me their problems differently, they will all have different things to say. But there is one man in heaven who says, bring your problems. It's not like men who are tired of solving problems. No matter how good a man is, no matter how righteous a man is, no matter how much money a man has, when you bring problems, he keeps solving. You bring problems, he keeps solving time will come when the man will get tired and will want to hide. He will no longer pick your cause. Am I talking? But there is someone who says cast your burden upon me. He says come unto me all ye that labor and are heavily laden and I will give you what? Rest. He is he enjoys solving problems. He takes pleasure when problems are when he has a barrage of problems. Nobody as a human being wants problem, isn't it? But there's someone who wants problem. And he has said, bring the problems. No matter how old they are. No matter how bad they are. I am ready. I am willing. And I am able to solve them. That God is still on the throne. The story we just read was about a man. Whom God himself loved. He has eaten with him on the same dining table. Jesus, while he lived on the surface of this earth, had friends, he had disciples, he had family friends. Mary and Martha and Lazarus were very close to him. And that was why when Lazarus was sick, they sent a message to Jesus and they said, him whom thou loveth is sick. Come quickly and pray for him. If you read that John 11 from verse 1. The Bible said Jesus started. He delayed for additional two days when the message came to him. 
Now when he decided to go and he told the disciples, let's go back to Bethany because he wants to wake Lazarus up. He told them that Lazarus was dead and I thank God I was not there so that they would not say I was the one. Initially when they brought the message, he told them that that sickness was not unto death. It was for the name of God to be glorified. Child of God, I don't know what you're going through. That thing will not kill you. It is for the name of God to be glorified in your life. Do you know that God himself said in Romans 9 verse 17, Romans 9 verse 17, that I created Pharaoh so that I can get honor to him. If Pharaoh was not created by God, God's, the story we are reading concerning Pharaoh, the children of Israel and Egypt and all that, we wouldn't have read it today. So Pharaoh was created so that the name of God will be magnified. That problem in your life is there so that the name of God will be glorified. Praise the Lord. He told them that the sickness was not unto death. It is so that the name of God will be glorified. By the time he got there, it, because it took another two days for him to travel back to Bethany. He was somewhere at the outskirts of Bethany. Martha heard that Jesus was around. And she left the home, went to meet him there. And she said to him, Lord, if you had been around, our brother wouldn't have died. But I know that even now, there is nothing you ask from God that he will not do for you. And Jesus said to Martha, your brother will rise again. And Martha said, yes, I know. He will rise again on the day of resurrection. Jesus said to you, who is talking about on the day of resurrection? I am the resurrection. You are seeing me live and direct. I am the resurrection. Whosoever that believes in me, even though he is dead, he will live again. Whosoever that is alive and believes in me, he will never die at all at all. Do you believe that? Martha said, yes, I believe. And then she walked away. Went and told Mary. The master is here. Mary went and met Jesus in the same place. And grabbed Jesus on the feet. And said the same things that her sister Martha said. Lord, if you had been here, our brother wouldn't have died. And she began to weep. And all the Jews that came to her began to weep. And Jesus saw them and he had compassion because he was 100% man. There are some weeping that will come as a result of the weeping of others. Weeping is contagious. Emotionally speaking, some of you, even when you are watching home video and you see everything, it looks real. People are crying. You too will begin to cry. Does it happen? That was what happened. But somebody said in another translation that the reason why Jesus wept was because he was he, he, he felt so bad that these people didn't believe him. He was weeping for their unbelief because he had raised the dead before in their presence. He has opened blind eyes before in their presence. And that was why as Jesus wept, the Jews that were around said, see how he loved this man. How come this man that had opened blind eyes before has healed the sick before? He will have stopped Lazarus from dying. That was what the Jews were saying there. And he said to them, go and show me where you have laid him. 
child of God, even when they took him to the tomb and he commanded them to remove the stone, Martha, the sister of him that was dead, who has already, whom Jesus has said to before, that your brother will live again, said to Jesus, by this time he is thinking because he has been there for four days. Is that not unbelief? That's the height of unbelief. There are so many of us like Martha today who have given up on God. So many of us. You are asking God for something, yet you, are, you, are, you don't just believe. You don't trust that it will happen. Not giving up on God means trusting in the Lord. And Jesus said to Martha, Did I not say to you, If only you will believe, you will see the glory of God. And then they summoned up courage and took away the stone. And Jesus lifted his eyes to heaven and said, Father, I thank you because you have heard me. That word was in the past. We don't have the Bible here. I thank you because you have done what? Heard me. In other words, he hasn't even said anything. But he said, God has already heard him. He has said the prayers that Lazarus will live again right from before he left. Are you with me? Not at that tomb. He has already told them that that sickness was not unto death, but it was so that the name of God would be what? Glorified. He said that before he got into Bethany. And so when they took away the stone and he lifted up his voice to heaven and he said, and I know that you hear me always. I'm not saying it for my sake, but because of these people who are here, so that they will know that you sent me. And then he lifted up his voice and cried in a loud voice and said, Lazarus, comfort. Listen to me, child of God. Jesus didn't enter inside the tomb to go and carry Lazarus out. It was words that he spoke that went into action and Lazarus that was dead no, you know, you know when you look at the miracles that took place in that situation it is difficult to explain it is different from the cases of when the Shunammite woman's son died he, was just, he just died and they laid him on the bed it was different from when this son of the widow of Zarephath died and Elijah raised him up. It was different from even the case when the widow of Nain's son died and they were going to bury him outside and Jesus came and spoke. That one has not been buried but this one has started decaying. So you know that there are so many miraculous work that will take place in this case. The Bible said, as soon as Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth, he that was dead came forth, stood before Jesus. How manage? There is nothing the word of God cannot do. The word of God, we are told in the book of John chapter 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. And if you go to verse 14, it says, 
and the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst men and we beheld his glory the glory as only as of, as of the only begotten of the son, son of God praise the Lord the word of God is quick is powerful and is sharper than any two edged sword praise the Lord somebody hallelujah and Lazarus came forth Mary and Martha didn't trust they gave up on Jesus Jesus practically wept because they have seen him heal the sick they have seen him open blind eyes and yet they didn't trust him a group of people in a town went to pray they were asking for rain to fall because rain has not fallen for a very long time the entire village went to the field to go and pray for rain to fall in the afternoon and it was only one young boy who believed that as they were going to pray rain will fall he went with an umbrella the rest didn't believe that rain was going to fall so many of us are like that we have given up on God we are just paying lip service ah Peter was arrested and he was kept in prison and a group of Christians gathered themselves in the house of Mary the mother of John Mark praying midnight prayer God what happened to James will not happen to Peter what happened to James will not happen to Peter and suddenly God heard their prayer and went to the prison sent an angel released prison uh, released Peter miraculously and Peter found his way back to the house was knocking at the gate and a young girl who was inside the prayer meeting came out who is on the who is knocking and Peter shouted it's me Peter and the girl in excitement her name is Rhoda didn't open the gate for Peter to come in she ran back to the meeting room with excitement Peter is here Peter is here and they said to her you are mad do you know what you are talking about do you know that he was in a maximum prison do you know who arrested him and she continued to trouble them that Peter is here I know his voice and they said okay it is his ghost praise the Lord how can they be praying at that particular time for the miraculous release of one of theirs and God intervened they saw the miracle practically done and yet they didn't believe unbelief so many of us are like that set of people not giving up on God means trusting in him do you trust in him do you trust in him I don't know what your situation is I don't know how long you are going through that situation God is saying I should tell you that you should not give up on him because he's right here he's here Ah, Nebuchadnezzar in the book of Daniel chapter 3 you can read it from beginning to the end set up an image of gold 90 feet tall 9 feet wide and he said at any time the sound is the, the, the blow the trumpet the flute the harp 
the sackboard, the door simmer, and all kinds of instruments. Whenever you hear it, whatever you are doing, you must bow down and worship the God that he has set up and the God of Nebuchadnezzar. And a certain set of people went and spied and saw that the three Hebrew children were not bowing down anytime they sound the instruments. Nebuchadnezzar heard it and summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego before him and said to them, Okay, oh Nebuchadnezzar, uh, oh Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, is it true what I'm hearing? That you don't bow to my God and to the image that I have set up when you hear the sound of the cornet, the sackboard, the flute, the harp, and the dulcimer, and all kinds of instruments. Okay, if you bow down now, then there will be no problem. They are going to sound the instrument one more time. But if you don't bow down, I'm going to throw you inside the fiery furnace at once. Let me see that God that will deliver you out of my hands. Nebuchadnezzar boasted. And the children of God said to him, O King Nebuchadnezzar, we respect you as a king, but we are not careful to answer you in this matter. In other words, it is not in our position to answer you. We have a God who answers for us. Let it be so. If our God, let, if, it, if it is so, our God that we serve is able to deliver us out of your hands and out of the fiery furnace. But even if God chooses not to deliver us out of your hands and out of the fiery furnace, we will still not bow to the image that you have set up or to your God. And the Bible said, immediately the Hebrew boys said this, Nebuchadnezzar's visage, his his countenance and everything changed. He told them to heat the furnace seven times hotter than they usually heat it. And the Bible said, he appointed the most, the, the mightiest men in his army to throw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego inside the fire. They tied them with their clothes, with their hats, with their shoes, everything. Because they came there not knowing why they called them. So they were not, they didn't, they, they came there in their dresses. And it was in that meeting that judgment was passed and they were executed. Is there anyone here? The enemy has already concluded judgment against you and they are just about to execute it. The God that we serve, the Most High God, will deliver you. Amen. I say we will deliver you. Amen. If you believe that, say a better amen. amen. And he commanded the mightiest men in his army to throw them inside the fire. And they threw them inside the fire and they fell down. He was sitting there watching what was happening in the fire. And all of a sudden, the Bible said he was astonished. King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. God is going to astonish all your detractors. He's going to astonish all your enemies. And immediately, why was he astonished? The people that were thrown into the furnace, bound, tied, hand and foot, were no longer bound. They were now loose, walking up and down inside the furnace. Not only were they three, but he saw four people. He was the one who called all his counselors. Oh God, make on a come, make on a come. No, be three people we will throw inside the fire. They said, yes, yes, it's three. But I see four people moving inside the fire. They were not even bound. And the fourth man is like the son of God. It was Nebuchadnezzar that was doing this confession himself. <laughs> Praise the Lord. God will show his almightiness to your enemies. Amen. 
He will show his strength to those who are like Pharaoh in your life. If you believe that, let your amen be louder. And, and you know what? Nebuchadnezzar said, he went near to the fire, the furnace, the mouth of the furnace, and he called Shadrach, Meshach, and Abadnego. Oh, you Meshach, Shadrach, and Abadnego, the, the children of the Most High God, come out. And they came forth. And he wrote a decree from that day. I said, from now onwards, anyone in my kingdom who will say any nonsense against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we are going to destroy that person and all he has and make his home a dunghill. Because no other God can save like this. This was the testimony of Nebuchadnezzar himself. No other God can save in this sort. Child of God, that same God is alive. Yeah. He is going to deliver you out of that situation. Yeah. They may have taken advantage of you because they feel that you don't have connection, you don't have power, you don't have anybody to help you. Let me tell you, the God we have in heaven says that the heart of kings is in his hands. And like the river of water, he controls them to wherever he chooses. And this morning is going to visit everyone who has made mess of your life. Everyone who has challenged the authority of God in your life, God is going to bring them to judgment. If you believe that, say a better amen. So not giving up on God means trusting in him. The three Hebrew boys trusted in him. And God showed forth. Nobody trusts in God. And is disappointed. And if you want to go a step further, in Daniel chapter 6, now Nebuchadnezzar's era was gone. We now had another king, King Darius. This time it was the turn of Daniel. They conspired and they wrote a law and said to the king, because some people were after Daniel, if anybody will worship any other god except from you, O king, and your god, in the next 30 days, let that person be thrown into the lion's den. The king didn't know the reason why they, you know, conspired. And he signed it. And when eventually those same people went to Daniel's house and they saw that Daniel was still praying to other gods. So they came and reported him to the king. King, you signed a law that nobody should worship any other god in the next 30 days other than your god. But this Hebrew boy, Daniel, is worshipping another god. The king did, wanted to save him. He didn't want that judgment to take place. He tried and labored all through the day. And they came back again and said, King, remember that once you sign a law, it cannot be changed. And he couldn't do anything. They went and brought Daniel. And they threw him inside the lion's den. The king said to Daniel, Oh Daniel, the son of the most living God, God will deliver you. And when they put him there, the man went to his palace. The usual ceremonies they do at night, he didn't do anyone. He didn't eat. He didn't dance. He did, in fact, he didn't sleep all through the night. When it was daybreak, just before daybreak, he went to the lion's den himself and called on Daniel. So, oh Daniel, the son of the most high God, 
Is your God able to deliver you? And Daniel spoke from the lion's den. O king, live forever. My God has sent his angels and that he has delivered me out of the mouths of the lions. Because in him, innocency was found in me. And against you, O king, have I done no hurt? And the king asked that they should bring him out. And they brought Daniel out. Nothing happened to him. Because he trusted in God. If he didn't trust in God, he would have been praying to the God of the king. Abi? And tell me what happened thereafter. All those who conspired against him, the king commanded that they should bring them. Their husbands, their wives, their children, and they should put them inside the lion's den. You know, I used to tell you what the king, the reason why he sent them there. It appears the lions are no more lions. Go and check if, this, if these lions are still real lions. That was why he sent them there. And by the time they threw them, the Bible said, just before they got down to the bottom of the lion's den, the lions caught them midway and made mastery of them. Crushed their bones, ate their flesh. Because the lions saw a meat they ought to have eaten in the night. They fasted, they were hungry, but they endured. God told them, because God is the lion of the tribe of Judah, told them there is a meat I'm sending but it is not for you to eat. If only you can endure this night, you will see the salvation of God the following morning. And they saw that meat. They said because the lion of the tribe of Judah, who is our king, have said we should not touch this one. And they just endured. And truly, in the following morning, there was a feast of meat. They ate, recovered the ones they didn't eat yesterday. The ones they will eat even in the next one year, they all ate it one day. There is somebody God is going to supply in abundance to you today. Because you trust in him, he is going to do good to you. If you believe that, let your amen be louder than that of your neighbor. Praise the Lord. So God is still there in heaven and he does as he pleases him. That you're going through a challenge now doesn't mean that God has forgotten you. That you're going through that issue right now and it appears God is not listening doesn't mean that he has forgotten. The Bible tells me that as high as the heaven is above the earth, that is how his ways are higher than our ways. And his thoughts higher than our thoughts. So God has a better plan. Are you listening to me? He has a better plan. Don't give up on him. Don't give up on him. Tell your neighbor one more time, don't give up on him. Say to the other neighbor, don't give up on him. Some of us, it may just be just one more prayer point before you get to the promised land. But because you are now about to give up, you will now lose five years of labor. I watched something they sent on WhatsApp. A young lady who left the office to go and pray in the church. Just like in the church like this. Alone. In the afternoon. Maybe during the lunch time. She went. We can see her in her official dress and everything. Dropped her bag by her side and knelt down by the altar. And was crying to God. Because she wanted the fruit of the womb. 
And just as she was crying to God that she, God should remove this reproach and this shame from her, the angel of God came with the baby. The baby was crying and the angel of God just came with the baby. And immediately the angel of God came with the baby. Her phone rang. And she stopped praying. And quickly picked the phone. Because there is a customer that she was expecting in the office. And she asked them, is the customer in the office? They said yes. And she said, okay, I'm coming. She quickly put the phone and carried her bag and left. The angel of God who just came with the baby, she has already gone. The angel went back with the baby. Some of us are like that woman. You know, when they dramatize some of these things, it is the same things that happen in our lives. You are just about to take the next step that will announce you. And then something will tell you, no, you have suffered too much in this situation. Don't, do it. Don't go again. And then you lose it. Just one more step will take you to that promised land. Don't give up. Tell your neighbor, don't give up. Tell the other neighbor, don't give up. Say it one more time. Don't give up. If Daniel had given up, he prayed. The first day Daniel prayed, God answered him. But he never received the answer to his prayer for 21 days. Why? Did it mean that God didn't answer him the first day he prayed? God answered him. God sent Angel Gabriel, the minister of information, to go and deliver the answer to Daniel's prayer. But lo and behold, while the angel was on his way to go and visit Daniel with the answer, the very first day he prayed, the angel was arrested by peace of Pasha and principalities and powers. And then when Daniel kept knocking, kept knocking, he never gave up. On the 21st day, God opened his eyes and showed him that the very first day he prayed that God answered and released the answer. And then that was when God now discovered, sent Angel Michael. Michael is the commander-in-chief of the heavenly host. The minister of information is, has been kidnapped by terrorists. Go and release him. The moment they saw Michael coming with his troops, nobody told them to just run away for their own lives. You know, that's what happens when military offensive is more powerful than the Boko Haram people who have heard some people hostage. The moment they saw higher power, what would they do? It is their own life first, not even the people that are holding hostage. They will run for their own life. So that was what happened. And as soon as the prince of Pasha and the principalities and powers took off, Michael went and uh, released uh, Gabriel. And then Gabriel went to Daniel on the 21st day and he received his answer. Today may be the day that you are going to get that answer. Let me even put it this way. Today, God is going to give you the answer to your prayers. If you believe that, let that amen be resounding. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. You are going to lift up your voice to heaven and say, Father. Father. Say it one more time. Father. Father. In the name that is above every other name. The next step that I have to take. To enter into my glorious destiny. Give me the grace to take that step. Go ahead and pray that prayer. The next step that I have to take to enter into my glorious destiny. Give me that grace. Give me that grace. Give me that grace. Give me that grace.
In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Last prayer, you're going to say, Father, every prince of passion, every principality of power, holding back my testimony, in the name of Jesus, die by fire. Go ahead and pray that prayer. Every prince of passion, every principality, every power, Holding back my testimony. What are you waiting for? In the name of Jesus, I command you to be consumed by the Holy Ghost fire. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Stretch forth your hands towards me. Father in heaven, I want to thank you for your children. Whatever that is causing them trouble, whatever that is making them about to even backslide because they have been going through challenges Lord I ask that this morning that matter should be addressed even before they step out of this place right now Lord answer them by fire everyone holding back your testimony I command those hands to wither by fire every power that will not allow you to share that testimony this year I decree that that power will crumble in the name of Jesus your testimony will be heard the whole congregation will hear your testimony the whole congregation will hear your testimony as you step out today the almighty God will baptize you with miracles so shall it be in the name of God the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost let that amen be louder than that of your neighbor praise the Lord put your hands together for Jesus